The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz. Uh, James, unfortunately, won't be with us today, but you have me, and uh, so we're going to kind of take over the show and see what we can do. We have a couple guests with us. Uh, We have, as always, Abe. How are you doing today, Abe? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. It's always good to have you on. Um, as I was saying, you know, I, I, I have an assortment of things we're going to talk about, so we'll see what we can do. And we have, as our guest we had last week, Brent. How are you doing today, Brent? Oh, pretty good. Hope everybody's doing great today. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, last week's show was, was really good. You know, I, I loved, I, I told James, I said, it's always good when you have differing opinions on things. You know, because then you can kind of battle a little bit back and forth and see how things go. So always it's always fun. fun. Always fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to start off with, I think everyone's kind of heard about what's gone on with Tom Brady, quarterback of the New England Patriots, you know, the MVP of the Super Bowl 51. He had his jersey stolen at the end of the Super Bowl. Um, and at this point in time, it is valued around a half a million dollars. So I have kind of a double question for, for both of you guys. You know, and uh, the first thing is no one can just take it to a pawn shop or sell it on eBay. How will someone ever be able to sell it, much less display it? Brent, what do you think? I've got no clue. I mean, it's got to be, I guess, a diehard fan. Uh, But how do you, I mean, how do you tell somebody? Um, (laughs) One slip up and, you know, the Texas Rangers are on you. Um, or you know FBI or whoever, but I mean it's it's crazy, it's absurd. Why why still it 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 belongs either in his possession or in a museum um, before his accomplishment. So uh, yeah, I I I don't know. There's, there's I've got I don't see any way to get any money out of it. I don't yeah. see the point. Exactly. All right. So Abe, what what's your opinion on this? Uh, you know, honestly. If if it was me that had that jersey, I would probably uh, preserve it, put it away somewhere, and forget about it, you know, and, you know, pass it on down through the line, and somebody, you know, 20, 30 years from now is going to find that and say, hey, where did this, uh, where did this jersey come from? What is, it? you know, somebody will start digging, digging, uh, digging around trying to figure out what it was and wh- who or what. And, you know, that's that's probably how the, the, the story will come about. But, yeah, honestly, I, you know, like you said, you can't, there's no way you can take it to a, a pawn shop uh, and just sell it, you know, right. at this point, you know, because uh, there's really, I mean, unless you had connections to, to 
somebody that had massive amounts of money with no, you know, uh, no budget in mind. You know, I don't see anybody, you know, paying $10 for that thing, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what uh, will end up happening with it. Maybe they'll, their conscience will get to them, and they'll put it in a, a, a package, you know, mail it back to Tom Brady or mail it back to uh, uh, the Patriots. Who knows? I don't, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's hard to say what's going to end up with that with that jersey. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. So yeah. I, I said I had a, a double part, and, and you kind of answered it a little bit, um, uh-huh. Abe. So the thing is, if you had the opportunity, would you have taken the jersey? Brent? <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't raised no thief. That's, uh, that's, that's not my style. What You know, what I've, like to stop and and shake Tom's hand and tell him congratulations. Yeah, you know, probably gonna ask for an autograph. But beyond that, no, no, no way, not me. Half million dollars though. Half million dollars. <laughs> Why? I mean, there's no way you're gonna get the half million. Right. Unless it's you tell them the It's not market. like there's a half million dollars laying there. I mean, that's a a little bit that's a little bit more weighted of a question if you ask me um true but that that jersey no okay abe what would you have done yes uh i mean just like you know like i said before there's there's really no way i i don't think that that anybody's ever going to get you know whoever took that jersey is is ever going to get anything uh directly out of it so i i i'd have to say no i I wouldn't have taken the Taking the jersey myself, uh, it just you know, just knowing that you know how are you gonna how are you gonna unload this thing? You know, I mean, how are you gonna get rid of it, and who are you gonna get rid of it to? And, and uh, so you know, there's whoever did that, they they probably weren't thinking at the time. They just thought, oh, it's it's a cool memorabilia. Uh, uh, thing and and they just grabbed it and walked out, you know. Uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it's one of the other players. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm sure there's limited access to to, to that locker. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be crazy, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 yeah, it could only be, a be really a handful of people that that could have taken that jersey, you know. Number right. one, the players, uh, maybe some press that were in the locker room. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to say who who they let in and out of that that locker room at during the Super Bowl. You know, so yeah, I, I didn't think about that. That that's that's a very valid point. You know, yeah, yeah I mean, there had to be just be a few many people, people that, that were there. Access. Yep, that's true. Okay, all right, so. The big news these days has to do with Daryl Rivas. You know, he's a defensive back for the New York Jets and had an alleged altercation in a street fight. Notice I said alleged because nothing's been proven at this point. Um, In a street fight over a week ago in Pittsburgh, which is his hometown. You know, this all took place around 2.30 in the morning. 
you know, and, and at this point, it'll be up to the courts to decide what happened. You know, the 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 uh, us as 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 fans or or people fans of the game, you know, we we can assume what happened, but until the courts decide, there's no real big decisions at this point. So, anyway, um, but but the reason why I brought I bring this up is it all. It, other athletes, professional athletes, have uh, issues in dealing with fans off the field. You know, there's pressures on athletes when they go out in public. Fans act like they are owed since they bought a ticket. You know, how would you suggest they deal with fans given what we know? Abe? Oh, man, you know, that's that's a tough one. I mean, you know, it's not like every day I go out and, and get mobbed by uh, paparazzi and and that kind of, that sort of thing. So, you know, for me to... to speculate on that it's kind of tough i mean you know that there, there's been a couple in the news as of recently i don't know if you heard about joey porter mm-hmm. uh with the steelers uh there was a, v- a video that, that got released on him and uh you know it, it looked mainly to me like a, a verbal altercation uh that went down and you know it's so yeah i mean but you know i'm sure you know they uh they, they 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 go through this sort of thing quite often, or more frequently than not. You know, when when uh, people see them and and they know who they are, uh, it's it's got to be tough for them to to uh, to deal with that sort of thing. Um, you know, if it were me, I, I'd probably say, hey, you know, just uh, you know, just try to play it off as best I could. You know, and and. Yeah, nice to see you. Whatever, blah blah blah. If, you know, if there was some kind of altercation, just just be the bigger bigger man and, and walk away. You know, is 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 the best best thing to do. In my advice, you know. So I don't know. It, you know, like I said, it's, it's tough for me to to, to uh, speculate on that because you know it, it, it doesn't happen for me. You know, so. But it's got to be tough dealing with that kind of thing. Right, right. So, Brent, what, what do you think? Well, I, I think uh, right there at the end, Abe kind of hit it, hit the nail right on the head with uh, the be the better man uh, or bigger man. Um, it's you know, it's a it's an assumed thing. You know what you're getting into when you get into you know professional sports or or acting in a movie or on a TV show, you know, if with fame, you're going to get, you're going to attract people and you're going to attract situations. I, I just think personally, you've got to be intelligent enough to, to understand your position uh, and, and take the higher road. Um, you know, you, you don't have to show out, you don't have to fight, you don't have to prove anything. Um, be the bigger man and and walk away. Um, go back to your you know million dollar life. <laughs> you know, why uh, why jeopardize that or 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 your money or just uh, you know even the way the media and fans are going to look at you. Um, why why do that? I, I don't right. I don't see the point. Well, part of the things that that people are talking about is okay. What was you doing out there at two thirty in the morning? You know, because yeah. the the big thing that yeah. everyone says is nothing good happens after midnight. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and then the other thing is, you know, I've I've heard other players that have been in not altercations such as this, but 
where they've they've had altercations with fans and and it changes them it changes them you know as 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 a person because they have to be aware of of who they're around and 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 who they will accept to be around from now on in 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 certain cases you know if i yeah, i think that uh, Shannon Sharp was saying that he won't be around he, he will not be anywhere where there's a woman with just him and him and another female alone because of of incident that happened with him you know if, if yeah. he gets into an elevator and there's a female he'll get out and go take take the the stairs so it, it does it kind of changes you yeah i i, I can definitely see that uh, for sure yeah all right so we talked last week a little bit about adrian peterson so you know about being released yeah. with the minnesota vikings yeah, and since yeah. that time, Adrian has named a few teams that he was considered as possibilities. You know, he's brought up the New York Giants, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Houston Texans. What I'd like to do is kind of go through these three teams and, and just kind of see where you think that he might land should Minnesota not renegotiate his contract, because that's what they have to do in order to keep him. So um, let's talk about the New York Giants. You know, they, they recently just re- released Rashid Jennings, who was their, their number one running back. Um, the Giants this past year were 11-5, and five, um, and they're, they are in need of a consistent running game. Brent, what do you think? Should he go there? Uh, um, I mean, I think he would be a, a good addition to the Giants. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think Adrian Peterson's a great running back, and he's probably got a year or two left. Um, the big kicker with me always is, is, is what you can get in return, um, you know, for the same kind of money that you'd be spending on Adrian Peterson. Um, but it would definitely, you know, it would, it'd be a step up from what they had in, they were 11 and five this year. You put a healthy Adrian in the backfield, um, you know, and Eli keeps his interceptions down and, I mean, you definitely uh, have a run in the playoffs and, I mean, have a chance. You know, they've, Eli's got a ring. Right. That's true. Okay. So, Abe, what, what, what do you think about the possibility? Who, who else? Uh, didn't uh, New York get rid of uh, Victor Cruz as well? Didn't they? they did. They did get rid yeah. of Victor as well. No, that's they right. Didn't have. That's right. And, and I believe the Broncos were looking at him as a uh, potential, right? Uh, there's a lot of teams that are looking at Victor Cruz. He's he's, he's got yeah. a lot of options. Well, you know they, they're they're definitely definitely going to need something to bump up their their offensive uh, playing uh, game. So you know whether Adrian Peterson is the uh, the mad the golden ticket uh, for that. Uh, that's that's uh, I, I really don't know, but. You know, he's, he's had uh, quite a few injuries in the past, um, you know, so it's, it's kind of it's iffy with him, I think. You know, it's as far as, you know, taking him on as, uh, as a potential uh, remedy to uh, your offense, you know. Uh, but, you know, if, if he can stay healthy and, and play half a season, you know, maybe that you know, maybe it's worth it uh, for them. But uh, you, you know, I, I just think it, it's it's pretty risky. 
Yeah, that's that's that, that's true. The, the thing is, I, what I what I was understanding is Adrian wants to be with a team that possibly could win a a, a Super Bowl. You know, because he hasn't ever really had that opportunity per se. So, you know, he's wanting to be with a team that that basically could contend, and uh, right. so that's why some of those teams are are option for him. Yeah, I think, I think uh, at one at one point I did hear that the uh, the Cowboys he could go to the Cowboys as well. I, I saw that too, but I, I was like scoffing at that one because we know who has the, the the title shot on that one. Right. He would never play. He would he would. Yeah. I mean, if if he did, it would be very very rare. And do you see him really just right right in the bench? No, it's another Tony Romo situation there. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't see him right in the bench. So anyway. Okay, so the other team that they're, he's considered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they have plenty of, of cap space in, in their budget, so they, they could fit him in, you know, because he's do all this money. Doug Martin might be on his way out after violating uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So, again, they might have a spot for him to, to be able to play. What do you think about Tampa Bay? Abe? Oh, man, you know... I don't. I don't know that. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it's like you said. I, he wants to go to a team that that has potential to to uh, actually win a Super Bowl. And I don't know that Tampa Bay is uh, exactly Super Bowl material, but you know uh, that that could change. You know, uh, early in this next uh, football season. You know, but uh, I, I don't think you. I, honestly, I don't think he'll go there. Yeah, yeah. Brent, what do you think on that? I, I think they would uh, honestly probably be willing to pay him the most money, which would be attractive, and the weather. And it's Jameis Winston, right? Jameis Winston wins. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it would, I mean, probably not, but, you know, it, pro- it might not be a bad fit. Because they could pick up another, you know, decent running back with their cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, it might be a good tandem option uh, down there in the sunshine uh, where all the hits feel better than they do in the cold weather. That's true. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Adrian possibly going to the Houston Texans. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. James, unfortunately, is not with us today, but you got me. And we have, as our guest, we have Abe. How are you doing this afternoon, Abe? Good, good. I'm doing good. Oh, good. It's always having, good to have you on with us. And then we have, uh, have Brent with us as well. How are you doing today, Brent? Doing great. Sitting here. Yeah, just, just, just ready to go take a nap, huh? <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> All right. So we were just talking a little bit about uh, Adrian Peterson, possibly the where, where he was going to go. Um, and we talked about the Giants and the Tampa Bay Bucks. But the third option for him is Houston Texans. Um, and, and if he goes there, you know, Lamar Miller, you know, he ran good for them this past year, and he's still under contract. You know, Peterson lives in Houston during the offseason. The Texans went to the AFC Divisional Championship or Divisional Playoffs so they're, they could still be in the contention, depending on Osweiler, we know that. Um, but uh, he really wouldn't play. What, what, what do you guys think of, of the option of going there, Brent? Uh, I, uh, I actually think, there, I mean, it may be a possibility um, with it being, you know, at least, at least for him. Um, and I think Houston would like to have him. So if they've got the, the cap space and the money, and can make it happen, um, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I think Adrian would still get the ball some. It, it, it would, would he be willing to take like a, you know, maybe a 60-40, 70-30 on the lesser side of that? Um, I don't know, but I think he should. I, I think he, at, at his stage in his career, he should look at taking a lucrative deal uh, and a little less carries and just try to pro- prolong his career. Um, running backs don't last, uh, you know, they don't last 15 years. So try to try to get as many as you can, I guess is, is what I'm saying. And I think that would be a good option and a good chance for him to get a Super Bowl. That's a good team down there in Houston. Yeah, that's, they, they definitely have a good defense. So they just need a for few sure. holes to fix up, but we'll see. Uh, Abe, what do you think about the possibility of him going to Houston to play? Well, you know, like you said, I, I think it would be a good fit for him. I mean, he, he lives there in the, in the off season, uh, so it'd be close to home. Uh, but you know, uh, honestly, I think I think they need to to work on their quarterback uh, situation a little bit more than, than the running situation. I think, uh, you know, I just don't know that that Osweiler is is cut out for the job there. You know, uh, he did great with the Broncos, and that's about it. You know, I just – not every every player is going to fit in every system, I think, you know. So uh, whether or not he's able to adjust to their system, uh, which in this last season he did okay, but, you know, I don't – it. it it wasn't like anything spectacular, you know. I mean, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it, it'd be a good, good place for uh, Adrian Peterson to go. But, you know, honestly, I, 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 think, I think the quarterback situation is, is more of a priority for them at this point. I, I'd agree with that, Abe, uh, for sure. I, quarterback's more of a priority. I, I would agree. Um, I, I think if they've got that solved, it would be oh, it would be something they would actually look at. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you on that that side of the theory. Yeah, and the only the only thing about the quarterback thing is they got Osweiler. They're paying him way too much money, so he way too he's much. Like, <laughs> you know, they, he's owed too much, and who else can they go get? I've I've read the possibility of even Tony Romo, you know, going to Houston. Right. Um, might might be a possibility yeah. that that would actually be a good fit for him there, but. <laughs> You know, what do they do with the money that's owed to Osweiler? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty expensive uh, trophy to have on the bench. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's talk a little bit about another quarterback that we actually talked about last week, too. Um, and this is, but, but now the word on the street is Chicago Bears are actively seeking a trade of Jay Cutler. The Bears are looking <laughs> for draft picks for him. So they want draft picks. You know, color, but keep in mind, Cutler has thrown 109 interceptions in 102 regular season games. You know, that, that's, that's not good for him. You know, he clearly has not lived up to expectations. So let's talk which teams would have an interest in him. Uh, Abe? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. I heard, you know, that... Uh, there was a team out there that was maybe interested or that there was some rumor that he might go to one team, and I can't remember exactly which team it was, uh, if it was the Rams or I, I, I can't even remember at this right off the top of my head, but they, they, they came out and made a statement that said, no, we're not interested in, in Jay Keller. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he's... He's got tough, you know, uh, and he just. What, I don't. I'm 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 throwing in a little James here. What's what's that word? He's a bum. <laughs> James says he's yeah. a bum. <laughs> yeah. So That's true. It, yeah, I don't. I hope. I hope. Hopefully, he ends up somewhere. You know, honestly, I think you know he he probably end up as a, a backup. Uh, quarterback somewhere is what will end up happening with him, but to who and where and when, you know, that's that's to be yet to be seen. So that that's the best that I could see, the best scenario that I could see uh, happening for, for Jay Keller at this point. Yeah, it's kind of rough, but uh, there's a reason again that, you know, Denver got rid of rid of him. He, he, he was he was decent with Denver's system, the way we talked about this last week. You know, yeah. he was decent with Denver's system, but then you move somewhere else and change systems and just can't keep... Same thing with Osweiler. Osweiler, but, but th- there, there was cracks in Osweiler's game. I think we saw at Denver, there was a few cracks, and there was a reason why Denver chose not to, you know, to sign him. And, and that's well, when he, he you know, or, or, they, or they, they were, they were kind of, hmm, weren't sure if they were going to offer him the full contract that he wanted and that's when he jumped to Houston. Well, I, yep. I think, you know, Jay Cutler, he's he's not consistent, you know, and when he's right. good, he's good, and when he's bad, he's horrible. 
you know, that's the bottom bottom line there, I think. Yeah, they're they're trying to not give Jay Cutler all the blame for their losses, but he's got to take a good portion of them because, you know, all those interceptions that he's thrown, all those poor passes, you know, there's there's just a lot of lot of problems that he's having down there. So, okay, so I, I, I'm I'm just wanting to know, you know, the, the, this is something that I'm interested in. And I'm sure, you know, James keeps hearing from, from listeners, you know, that they kind of have an interest in this as well. So I, I just want to know, do either one of you play fantasy football? Abe? Uh, you know, I have in the past. I, I didn't list last uh, season. But, yeah, okay. I enjoy it. Perfect. You know, and okay. uh, mm-hmm. the nice thing about that is, uh, you know, it gets you watching more than just one game. You know, you're you're – you're always actively looking to see, you know, which players you have on your roster or scoring points and who's getting you points. And, and but yeah, it's a good time. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely try to get back into it this, uh, this next coming season. So. Great. And Brent, what, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on and off with it. I've got a bunch of, a bunch of buddies that are, are diehard fantasy football players players um I, I didn't play this last year just with the move and everything um but i, I love it um am i diehard no but I, i'm active enough to change my roster and and like abe said uh it, it, it gets you watching more games and having a little bit more interest uh than just your you know your home team or your favorite team um so i, I enjoy that because it, it does create a little bit more excitement in the game Right, right. I agree. I've I've actually been playing fantasy football for a good ten ten plus years, and you know it it really it, it does keep you very you know in in, in involved in in not just the home team and you know I I literally when I on Sundays I have the the, the my laptop in front of me and I'm sitting there saying okay this person's doing this this person's doing that and normally I'm not actually watching the whole game I'm I'm sitting there just watching my players. So that yeah. that kind of detracts from it too a little bit, but anyway. So my question is, how do you go about drafting your team? You know, is, is it based on past performances, or do you watch preseason games, or do you go more and go with more in depth analysis on players? Brent, uh, honestly, I you know past performance is one thing. I think one of uh, the most overlooked things is uh you know rookies coming up uh, or you know second year players that didn't have much playing time the first year um i it's almost like sometimes sometimes people forget the the stud that it was a senior in college and now it's a second year um so i try not to overlook that and try to have some anticipation of you know that up and coming guy um but past performance plays a lot into it uh, guys that have consistently done it for three, five, seven years tend to keep doing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They've been there for a while. Uh, Abe? Uh, you know, for me, I, I, occasionally I'll look at the stats, you know, with where they're at. And if they're consistent, you know, I'll, I'll look at trying to pick them. But, uh, you know, it, it can be, a, you know, uh, uh, it can be like shooting craps, you know, because... Uh, there can be a sleeper out there, you know, and you never know from week to week who's going to score and what. 
you know, and uh, and that's part of what makes the game so interesting, you know, because you could have somebody on your roster and they're going to score you points like crazy, you know, and, and you know, whoever you're up against, they might have not, you know, they, they might have a, a different whole different set of players, but, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a lot of fun, you know, and, and I enjoy it, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting back into it. Yeah. yeah, for me, I when it comes to picking my team, I tend to go with past performance to, to start off with, just to try to, you know, get pack my team. But then again, you never know what the how the players are going to be. <laughs> you know, they they may have a great year the year before, and all of a sudden they they're a dud that year. Then you dump them and you go try to find somebody else. And I I, I don't tend to watch the preseason games, you know, because to me it's yeah. not as, as interesting to watch. So I don't, you know, you're talking about the up and comers. That that's a very good valid point you had there, Brent. But I don't I don't tend to to pay much attention to it. So yeah, I, yeah I'm I'm I go with the 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 tried and true and hope that I did I picked well. <laughs> And then when I need to, then I go and, and look to see, okay, who's, who is performing now? And, and start, checking, start checking the stats and seeing, seeing if I can find somebody and, you know, make myself look good. But, it's, a good okay. it's a good theory. So, That's a good theory. It tends to work. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'm, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in, in, in the, the basketball. So the Lakers, they've cleaned house. They fired their longtime GM and removed uh, Jim Buss from his position. They named Mac, Magic Johnson their new president of basketball operations. The Lakers will have missed the playoffs for their fourth straight season. Now that's that's for for them. That's that's not good. My question is the problems are the problems with the Lakers. At this point, are they all on the management, or shouldn't the coach and the players shoulder some of the blame? Abe. Um. Well, you know, I mean, management, coaching—they can only do so much. Uh, you know, it, it, a lot of it, I think, needs to fall on on the players and and. Uh, you know, whether or not they have the right players. Um, I mean, you know, so, yeah, it, I think, you know, you got to be, you got to be tough on these guys and, and, and get them to, uh, to do what they need to do. And, and that's win games. And if they're not winning games, then you need to look to find a way to win those games, you know? Uh, but I mean, that it, it, that's a tough situation, you know. I, I don't know that, uh, uh, you know, you can't you can't blame the, the the coaches for for not winning the games. I mean, I, I think they're doing their job, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, it it, it turns around for them and they they start winning games. You know. Uh, that, that's what they're hoping to do with uh, with Magic Johnson to bring that back yeah. back uh, back around for him. So absolutely, yeah. So uh, Brent, what do, what do you think about that? I uh, I mean, obviously, player performance is one thing. That's that's why they play the game. But I, I'm kind of opposite. I think coaches play a big role in wins. Um, 
Phil Jackson didn't win as many championships as he did because he was an average coach. Um, but, I mean, you still need players on the court, and that's where the management comes in. And I personally say it's a great move putting Magic there. Um, I, I'm a baseball guy, and look what happened to the Dodgers after Magic took over um, as part owner. Just saying, they, they started getting players on the field. Um, it was a trickle-down effect of, I mean, just having the right people in the right places with the right knowledge um, and getting the right players. Um, so I, I say I say give them two years. They'll actually be competitive. To Not this season and not next season, but after that, I think they'll be a playoff team again. Um, I, I don't think uh, it's tough for something to happen overnight, uh, even in basketball. But may, maybe next season, but I think it's a good move for the franchise and for their future. Uh, they'll, they'll be fine with Magic. Right, right. All right. We'll tell you what. Um, let's take our last break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, men's, the NCAA tournament. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz. I am your host today. James won't be with us, but, you know, we got some really good guests with us. We have Abe. How are you doing today, Abe? Good. How's it going? Good, good. We're going we're gonna to finish this up good. We're going to finish it up strong. So. All right. And we also have Brent with us. Brent, I love, I love your, your, your insight into stuff, and, and, you know, you always have, a, have another objective um, idea on things. I've always been that... Uh, that uh, oddball out, I guess, as far as my views, but I uh, I kind of enjoy it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. So, all right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. It's, we're coming close. You know, I, I love this time of year. You know, spring is right around the corner, and so is the men's NCAA basketball tournament. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't tend to watch a lot of college basketball games during the season, except during the tournament. But I also fill out the, my my bracket. <laughs> you know, um, do, do you guys uh, fill one out? I'm, I'm sure you do, Brent. Right? Always. I I, I knew that had to be your answer. Uh, Abe, do you <laughs> fill out a bracket? No, you know I I um I don't I don't get to to get around to doing it as much as I probably should. It's it's interesting, you know. Like like I said, I fill one out, even though I don't watch the games. But last year, what I did is I chose the higher ranked team for each game, and I came out the winner. <laughs> now that, that won't always happen. That won't always happen, you know. So so um, so so, Brent, how would you go about filling out yours? College basketball is a great game. Let me just let me just say that, and I uh, I think the past few years the competitiveness between your smaller schools and your big schools like the North Carolinas and the Kentuckys, uh, it's, I mean, it's so much tighter. Um, so there's way more upsets, which is why you won your bracket last year, um, which also makes it fun to watch. I, I personally root for the underdog. I'm like you. I consistently pick underdogs. Um, it's... It's weird when it when it gets to March, the the guys that have been playing up in the Mountain West, you know, and went fifteen and one and just play solid, consistent, no turnover basketball, go into the big gyms and and take out the Syracuses or the Dukes or the Kansases. Hopefully, all you know, hopefully all of those go out. Because yeah, Tar Hill, Tar Hills all the way. I've never filled out a bracket without the Tar Hills as the national champion. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough on that. Not not to have them in there. So, Abe, hey, hey, do, do you tend to watch much of the, the college basketball? No, I don't. I don't get to watch as much as I, I I'd like to, you know. But uh, you know, I, I've I've done a little bit of research on some of the. the teams, you know, and they're saying that, uh, you know, uh, some of these teams like Duke and Florida, uh, Oklahoma State, SMU, Wichita State, they're, they're on the up and up and, and they're looking like, you know, they could, could, uh, win. Uh, but, uh, you know, other than that, that's, that's really all I, I, I know about it at this point. So, 
this year I'm going to I'm going to make it a point to try to to watch a, a little more basketball than than what I normally do. So, all right, I'll be counting wins, on you. I won't be on the show the following week. If, if who wins? If Duke wins, I will not be on the show the <laughs> following week. That's why you're saying you hate hate Duke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not about that. Well, okay. Well, we will forgive you, just like we'll forgive Abe whenever <laughs> Dallas loses. We know. We know what it's like. So one thing I was I was really really actually curious about, which kind of surprised me, was Gonzaga. <laughs> they're, they're they're ranked number one. They're undefeated, twenty eight zero. You know, and and but but as as you as you pointed out, Brent, when they get into the the, the tournament. You know, a lot of teams can just turn to mush. Do you, do you think they're going to hold that up the, the whole time, or or are they just not for real? I, I think Gonzaga is for real. Um, the the amazing run, the Sweet 16 runs they made when they were the Cinderella team created the Gonzaga of today. Um, right. It's a great basketball program. It really is. Now, can you run the gauntlet and go undefeated and win the whole thing? That, that's tough. You know, um, yeah, Kentucky's, Kentucky's tried it and, and, and lost it. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't remember the last. I don't think the, the Tar Heels have ever had an undefeated run. Uh, I, know the, I think Syracuse one year almost did it but lost the game shortly before the end of the regular season, it's, it's tough to win all your games. And if they're going to lose one, they're going to want to do it in the regular season or in their conference tournament. Um, but, yeah, they, they can definitely do it. Um, but it's March Madness. Um, that is, it, it's, in my opinion, the most competitive tournament, tournament in all of sports. Um, I, I love it. I, I just upsets happen and it's rare you see the one seed the one seed the one seed the one seed in the final four um it just doesn't happen very often um so best of luck to them but uh, i think the Tar Heels are going to knock them out if they make it to either the final four or the championship wherever they end up and you know facing the Tar Heels so good luck all right. Well, we'll we'll have to see what happens because if you're not on, we'll know what happened. <laughs> Tar Heels are taking it this year. All right. I'll 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 put it on my on my to do list when it comes to my bracket just to tentatively pencil it in and see if I if I think that or not. So there you go. There you go. All right, guys. So Major League Baseball. Let's switch to that a little bit. So they are opening their season at the beginning of April. Uh, now, now I've been an Atlanta Braves fan for about 25 years. That was back in the day when most of their games were broadcast on TBS. You know, that's the best way to, to get fans all over is to broadcast it nationwide so people can see it. That's why, that's why the Cubbies and, and, and the, White, the White Sox, they're on WGN all the time, and you, you can watch their games too. But anyway, I still root for them, even though they haven't been in contention since their old coach, Bobby Cox, retired. Um, so so my, my question to you guys is, is what what sport teams do you support? I, I I know a little bit about yours, Brant. So I'm going to go to Abe, Abe right now. Abe, Abe, who's what teams do you support other than the other than the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> well, you know, living in Colorado, I'm a Rockies fan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that is a uh, one team that a Colorado team that I I, I do support. But uh, you know, they've 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 definitely got some some work to do to to get to where they need to be. Uh, 
I, I like San Francisco as well. Giants, uh, they're always right in there as a contender, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, that's, those are the, probably the, the top two that, that I try to follow uh, throughout the season. Um, and, and root for heartily, I know. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. All right, Brent. Other, other than uh, your, your Tar Heels, who else do you go for? <laughs> well, I, I've actually got a little bit of a baseball adventure when it comes to being a fan. My my dad, you know, I, I was born in North Carolina. My dad grew up a Braves fan. Uh, Hank Aaron was, you know, his idol. And so I grew up watching on TBS, watching the Braves um, National League pennant after National League pennant after National League pennant. Um, and finally a World Series in 95. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was 94 95? Um, I, I think it was 95. Five, but yeah. Anyways, um, I, I moved to Missouri, and one year in Cardinal country, you'd, you'd be a Cardinal fan too, just saying. Um, I, I, I started going to Bush Stadium, watching the St. Louis Cardinals, fell in love with the tradition, the history, um, it, it's just a, it's a beautiful place to watch a game. Um, and they always put a good team on the field. It feels like, uh, I got to be there during the Mark McGuire versus Sosa runs and that was a good, good was time. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was fun to watch, you know, steroids or not. That was, that was a lot of, that was, it was super exciting. Um, the, uh, you know, watching Albert Pujols come up the, the world series, uh, it's, it, it, it was really fun. Um, one of my best moments in life was uh, 2011 Game 6 of the World Series, the epic, crazy, frantic game against the Texas Rangers um, where Cruz misses a, a, a pop-up in the right field off the off the wall from David Freeze, and it, it, it was just wild. Freeze ends up uh, hitting a game-winning home run and I think the 11th or the 12th inning about – 30 feet to my left in center field. So um, I, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan for life. <laughs> and it, it was fun to actually go see them uh, in uh, Coors Field here. Now that I'm in Colorado, I went and saw them past September. And there was probably, yeah, it was late season. The Rockies were already out of the playoffs, a contention, of course. And um, maybe 25,000 Cardinals fans and about 1,000 people with purple. <laughs> it was a beautiful sight. <laughs> yeah, they're diehard. They definitely are diehards. That's oh yeah. About so, going yeah. to go, to sports bars. Go Redbirds. Go Redbirds. Yep. Yeah, that's what's interesting about going to sports bars and seeing all these fans different from all over. You know, watching games there because hey, you, you just don't know how diehard people really are until you go there. They they've actually got the uh, the largest broadcast area that I know of. Uh, KMOX broadcasts all over i mean iowa and missouri and kansas and illinois and um i i'm i'm wanting to say it even trickles down into parts of oklahoma and arkansas um so a lot of people especially old timers grew up listening to the cardinals and have raised their kids cardinals fans so the tradition is tradition is huge huge and it's it's a Real respectful organization, which I I appreciate. Nice, nice. So we're talking about baseball, 
You know, and, and every year sports teams come up with a new rule or two. Baseball's no exception. This rule, in hopes of speeding up the game, the MLB has changed the intentional walk rule. Instead of the, 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 the traditional four-pitch walk, they're moving to a dugout signal. The practice of, of lobbing four meaningless pitches is antiquated. So last season, there was a total of 923 intentional walks. I think there are better ways to speed up the game. What's your opinion, Abe? Well, you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what good it is it does to to actually throw the ball. You know, uh, I mean, it, it it it's you know, it it does seem like a, a kind of a waste of time. And mm-hmm. you know, if they they just call it, say, hey, we want to walk this guy. I mean, I could see how how that could. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it's kind of tough when they change rules like this from when, you know, the game has been like this for, I don't know how many years. I mean, forever, right? Right. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I think it's going to take uh, a lot of getting used to for some people uh, that are diehard baseball fans because, a lot of you know, a lot of them don't like change, you know, and 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 change is always hard to to embrace, no matter what it is, you know. Uh, so, you, you know, whether or not people get used to it fairly quickly, that's you know, that's the whole thing there. I think you know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, just. It, it it seems like kind of a kind of a waste to to throw the ball, you know, and when they could just easily signal it and say, okay, we're walking this guy, no big deal, you know, on to the next one. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. That's it's that's one of the reasons why they're doing that. So, Brent, what do you think about that? I disagree. I've been waiting. I've been chewing on it. You have to, I I could talk for another hour just on this question. Um, it's it's a horrible move. It's a horrible move. Just like their uh, thoughts of far, as far as proposing in extra innings uh, to add players, uh, like add a player to second base, starting the extra innings, to, so that you don't have a nineteen inning game to give them more chances at scoring runs. But yeah, back to the. Uh, Back to this this point as far as potential walk. Um, make the pitcher throw the pitch. There's pass balls. Um, I can tell you a real quick story. When I was a kid playing Little League Baseball, we had a phenomenal pitcher, and we were against a phen- phenomenal hitter. And on the fourth intentional pitch, he threw it too far close to the plate, and the guy hit it over the fence for a game-winning home run. Bottom wow. line, we lost, lost the game. So make them throw the pitch. Okay. All right, guys. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Um, we'll try again next week on this. Does that sound good? All right. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Okay. It's been a great show. Good talking to you guys, and uh, you All have right. a good week. You too. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.